Mm. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Water Break with Waterboy. No knocks. No Pastor Toby. Just the Waterboy. Where once a week, the shackles of Pastor Toby and Knox have been removed for just one hour. So me and comedian John Brannon can go free. But we're only on parole. I think that's it. I don't think we're anything more than just parole there for one hour a week. Uh, so welcome. Enjoy this. Uh, we're going to be in Arizona on May 19th with our Liberty Tour. Make sure you sign up. Go to contact, if, uh, not contact, go to fightlaffeast.com. Click on shop and sign up. We'd love to see you at our Liberty uh, Tour stop in Phoenix, Arizona. We got Delano Squires joining us. And, uh, of course, Jeff Durbin. We're in his backyard. He's got to be there, right? Jeff's coming. We're excited about that. Hope to see you May 19th. And as you guys are gearing up and looking at your coffee budget for the month, make sure you join the club. Support us, what we're doing. Uh, CNN Plus got canceled. They spent $300 million building CNN Plus. It's incredible. And they launched it for, you know... 12 people. <laughs> 12, yeah, exactly. And, and 12 they, people. They launched it May 29th, and they literally killed it today. They spent $300 million on that content and that app and, the, you know, kind of the, the club portal, what we would call. Uh, I mean, it's just unbelievable. They spent all that money, and then they canceled. And so... The money that you were going to use for CNN Plus, right. <laughs> so join the club, right, John? Right, that's right. Send your send your CNN Plus money to us. Your Netflix money too. While you're at it, Netflix. Yeah, that's right. Here, a lot of people yeah. have been canceling Netflix. That's right. This episode is brought to you by Armor Republic. The mission of Armor Republic is to honor Christ by equipping men with tools of liberty necessary to preserve God-given rights. In the Armor Republic, there's no king but Christ. That's not just in the Armor Republic. That's everywhere. We are free craftsmen. Body armor is a tool of liberty. We create tools of liberty. Free men must remain ever vigilant against tyranny wherever it appears. God has given us the tools of liberty needed to defend the right he bestowed upon us. Armor Republic is honored to offer you those tools. Visit them at ar500armor.com. And we got some really cool stuff coming up with Armor Republic. I can't tell you about it, but it's fantastic. Why would you do? Why would you say that? It's Why it, would you why it's, would you taunt? It's called everybody? a teaser. It's called a teaser, John. You ever it's heard of it? You know, comedians, as a comedian, you should know what a teaser is. I, I do know what a teaser is. <laughs> I think it's wicked. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. Cannonball or belly flop. Liberalism is disease and it affects the brain with mental illness. And if it's not eradicated from our country, it will destroy. It will destroy us. Uh, this worldview is plaguing, I mean, plaguing our country, and there's no making peace with plagues. How do you, how do you negotiate with plagues? Now, liberalism is, is the lie that you can find yourself, you know, find your true self within yourself. You know, autonomy, whatever. Find your true self within yourself. That's, that's real. Uh, that freedom, liber, freedom, is found apart from God, and, and that same freedom means you should do what makes you feel good. Uh, it's relativism is its moral standard, whatever that means. And that if you do not adhere to this worldview, it'll use the power of the government to force you to comply and submit. For the longest time, conservatives have believed that they can negotiate with liberals, you know, meet in the middle kind of thing. But we live 
and, a, and, and thinking, you know, we live in a democracy after all, you know, or actually a republic is what we live in, but that's a civic issue for another time. But like trying to negotiate with Satan in the garden, negotiating with liberals will destroy the very soul of our country. Liberalism has given us fruitless sodomite marriages, nine-year-old kids going through sex reassignment surgeries, you know, racist CRT, um, unbridled government. Um, it, it's just gone ballistic uh, in my lifetime. Liberalism can't help but contradict itself. Liberalism will submit to Xi Jinping's communistic dictatorship and turn a blind eye to all the human atrocities going on there while at the same time screech and pull their hair out at Florida's legislators anti-grooming laws. And you know, the irony also there is that Florida's legislators is a democratically elected legislator. Think about the recent Disney debacle. Disney literally, literally has a theme park in China, in China. And what would happen if, if they spoke out against Xi Jinping's human right violations well what would yeah disney's more willing to support public school teachers who want to talk about sex with a five-year-old and we call that you know in our neck of the woods we call that grooming jen pasaki was literally crying about this florida bill this last week i mean she's on being interviewed tearing up liberalism will do whatever it takes to get its agenda through, including happily complying with communist dictators. That's what progressivism, that's what liberalism has gotten us. Liberalism will devour its own. Think about Harvey Weinstein, Al Franken, the Cuomo, the Cuomo brothers, Anthony Weiner, if you even remember him, and more. But as, as long as you're still helpful to the cause, you know, like Bill Clinton, Joe Biden, you know, Xi Jinping, might as well throw him in on that one too. He's helpful to the cause. Blackface Governor Northam, Blackface Trudeau, all those guys. Um, as long as you're still helpful to the cause, they'll keep you around. Liberalism is a raw power play. And at the foundation of liberalism, you know, just that raw power play, um, this is, and, and really what's driving this power play is just raw lust. Just lust. Lust for greed, lust for power, lust for money, lust for desires. And and this is what lust is ultimately driving at. A desire to get what you want, um, you know, to fill, fill your heart's desires. And you will do whatever it takes to fulfill those desires. Liberalism has no guardrail. It has no restraint. Now, I'm, I'm sure... Liberalism has even surprised itself in some sense in what I'm talking about here. You know, think about classical, classical liberalism in the, in the 70s. They never would have conceived of grooming a five-year-old or allowing men to play women's sports. Or they never would have even thought of their homosexual marriage laws paving the way for polygamous marriages. Uh, liberalism in, in the 70s, that classical liberalism was not anti-free speech like you see now. But because liberalism, one of the root tenets is um, you know, subjectivism, relativism. It, so in the 70s, it can be against something or, or for free speech and now against free speech. But when your, ideolo when your ide ideology is not based on the absolute foundation 
of God and his word, you know, getting to a place morally that you never would have dreamed of, it's it's a feature. It's not a bug. This is how all all sin, foundationally, this is how all sin works. Unrepented sin. Now, a number of you might be thinking, but my liberal neighbor is a kind and reasonable person. And, and by the grace of God, that's possible. But the ideology of liberalism is it's a godless ideology and which means it's it has can, it's cancer and like all cancer it will grow and eventually kill so the, the the small form of cancer in the 70s that looked nice and negotiate and willing to negotiate with that kind of thing well we're we're reaping the rewards of not killing that cancer back in the 60s 70s you know what do you think john well, not negotiating with uh, with pagans is a thing that that isn't going to bounce real well in a lot of evangelical churches. Yeah. And the whole the whole ministry of evangelicalism is is basically appeasing uh, people who don't like God and coming up with ways to find common ground and right. ways ways to bring in people who don't want to be there people right. people who have no interest in being part of the kingdom of god and tricking them into coming in and engaging in dialogues and eating our donuts and sending their kids to our uh, children's ministry yeah. so that we can so that we can uh, drag them basically against their will to the foot of the cross yeah. and we've been doing that for generations we've been trying to <laughs> been trying to hoodwink people into the kingdom of god that's right yeah come to our church we'll have coffee you'll love it yeah and we're not gonna we're not gonna say anything that's gonna be uh that's gonna drive them away mm-hmm. from from the gospel it's what, whatever whatever we do it's important that they stay in our vicinity so that we can quote unquote, preach the gospel to them. Right. And, and what that results in is you just fill up, you fill up the church with, with a bunch of pagan people, with a bunch of people who are, who are not Christians. Uh, because the moment you try to suggest to them that God is the one who's going to call the shots. And right. uh, you know, there are certain things that God likes and doesn't like right well then you get accused of being um you you're accused of being hateful uh bigoted uh arrogant your way or the highway Mm -hmm. uh you're a legalist Mm -hmm. and these this is all stuff that happens because we're not clear when we when we're evangelizing people, we're not telling them, look, you're being called to, to die. The, right. the person that you are right That's now, right. Uh, that person has to go. You yeah. know, you're not a, you're not a good, decent person who just needs, you know, to be told about Jesus. You're, mm-hmm. you're an enemy of God. And well, and this is, it. you know, if you unhitch, even, even if you unhitch conservatism from scripture, you, right. you start growing cancer. Right. Um, you know, we have, but I think the conservatives have been duped for so long where they've they've thought negotiating or compromise. I remember when I was running for office, I literally had conservatives come up to me and say, well, you don't seem like you're the compromising type. <laughs> and, right. and, you know, we're talking about putting a park, you know, a city park somewhere. You know, we can compromise all day. We can discuss that, whatever. But if we're talking about, you know, changing our public bathrooms to transgender bathrooms, yeah, there's no compromise 
there at all. There, there's, you know, right. we're talking worldview clashing. There's no compromise. But conservatives right. are happy to check their faith, check their, you know, check their principles in the name of compromising to get things done. And and now we got this this wave of liberalism of cancer growing in our country, and it's gonna. Uh, it's going to cause, it's already caused major clashes, but it's going to cause real divide. Um, and and maybe maybe it might rebirth states' rights in a real way, which would be interesting to see in the tw- next 20 years. It wouldn't be a bad thing. Yeah, no, the, the, the I don't think so. The thing about compromise is that it's always, it, it, when, when liberal people talk about compromise, they talk about you sacrificing all of yeah. your convictions. Yeah, That's right. what compromise means. Yeah. You know, compromise is not each of us giving up something in order to find some sort of agreement in the middle. That's um, right. It, it, it's like, uh, you know, if, you, if you're painting a wall, the illustration that I've used in the past is you're painting a wall and I want it red and you want it blue, mm-hmm. the compromise would be purple. Yeah. But if, you know, if we painted a shade of blue, that's not really a compromise. That's right. me giving up my convictions um, in order to appease you. That's right. All right. Uh, speaking of compromise, okay, mm-hmm. this is, uh, we, we got to get into news that John Branion can trust. Yeah, we definitely and, do. Because this is, this is really important. And I'm trying to find my, uh, my special music for this segment. News that John Brandon can trust. Where's my, where's my, oh, here it is. Here it well, is. Well, while you're looking for that, I'm going to put up my background. Oh, yeah. And you made a suggestion for something I should do to this background, and I don't remember oh. what it was. But. I was like, put the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network up or something. When, didn't I say something like that? Or well, or a big city, a big metropolis, a big metropolis oh, or something. Okay. That's maybe this way. Yeah. Okay. All right. News that John Brandon can trust. As you guys know, the news is not trustworthy these days. And so what me and John are trying to do in this segment is restore your faith uh to to media and to and to news and and so me and john work hard every week to find uh real news true you know truth in 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 the news truth in the media uh and to bring it to you so so you can walk away um feeling good about yourself (laughs) confident that you have been told the truth confident there you go there you go news that john brandon can trust speaking of compromise the new masked singer did you did you see this so you know I saw some of it you know the uh there's a show called mask singer where people sing in masks on live television and then they take your mask off at the end and everyone's like oh that was really this guy or this oh, gal yeah. wow That's incredible a guy that i already knew but i didn't yeah. know that they could sing well yeah exactly um well uh the new mask singer revealed was uh rudy giuliani <laughs> really yeah no i didn't hear that yep and uh first of all i mean how like how imagine how did your career go the way where you ended up there you know you you talk about rudy yeah rudy it's like he went up on the mass singer you know um i could see like you going on the mass singer because you're you're you know you'd like more notoriety or whatever but for someone who's like um had a big career, big notoriety, ran for, uh, didn't Rudy run for president at one point? Yeah, he did. He ran. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to end up on Mass Singer, it just seems like a very backwards way to to do that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think it's, the Mass Singer is sort of like a novelty, right? They, mm-hmm. they don't really purport to, to be discovering talent. Like Rudy Giuliani's not going to get a recording contract. Right, right. Probably. Um, 
But if he did, you know, why not? Good for him. Why not? <laughs> why not? You know, if, if you're going to be, uh, it, it's certainly a lot easier to become a recording artist than yeah. it is to become president of the United States. <laughs> and you do a lot less damage. You know, if we can, if that's we true. can that's true. more politicians <laughs> to do the mask, that's good. To leave Washington <laughs> and start a recording career. Yep. That would be a win for the whole country. That's awesome. So uh, they revealed, so this is on, I think on a Monday night, this is a Fox news. Uh, this is a Fox uh, show. And when they revealed it was Rudy Giuliani, you know, Rudy, Rudy Giuliani was president Trump's former attorney and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so he's got, he's got uh Trump juju juice all over him. And right. one of the, when he, he was revealed, one of the judges, Ken Jeong, uh, walked off the stage. He was like, Oh, n- he wasn't going to stay there. He couldn't even stay in the same, nope. the he, same vicinity. He just walked off and, you know, Good. But again, you know, he's the judge of the show. What's he doing there in the first place? I don't know. Good. I don't know. Well, I like that. I like knowing that that the uh, opponents are so uh, weak that they can't even stay in the same room with somebody <laughs> that they right. consider to be an enemy. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's right. That's a good sign, isn't it? Yeah. If, you're, if you flee, it would be... It would be completely different if he jumped over the counter or jumped over the table and tried to tackle Rudy Giuliani. That would be or slap him like Will Smith or slap him. That would be a a different response that would indicate, you know, a level of uh, confidence uh, (laughs) and courage. That's right. Apparently, he don't have news Um, that John Brandy can trust. Now, this this one's interesting. Um, apparently, this YouTube creator, he uh. Uh, had uh, he took his plane up into the sky and then deliberately crashed his plane to rack up YouTube views and 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 film himself that. do you see that he filmed himself belling out is a is a popular YouTube moment yeah and everything well the, the FAA just went down the yeah. FAA just fined him and and stripped his license his pilot license but it got me I thinking go ahead would hope so yeah it got I would it, hope so it got me thinking just like how valuable YouTube views really are that that he'll take a plane up into the sky and crash it. Mm-hmm. You know, was that what I mean? Plane? I don't know. It was a prop plane, so I mean, it could have been fifty to one hundred and fifty thousand dollar plane. I, you know, something around that. Right. And right. He just it, crashed it. Yep. He's like, I'll pay fifty thousand dollars for you know ten million YouTube views. Mm-hmm. And and I was thinking, John, what would you do? For 10 million YouTube views. <laughs> For 10 million YouTube views, what would I do? Uh, gosh, I don't... Do, you know what? I'm, I'm not even sure. It would never occur to me to, to crash an airplane. The things that people do to get a lot of views on YouTube never go through my mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, don't, I just don't have a brain that's geared towards, towards that. You know, and do we don't, we've got, I assume that we've got between 10 and 15 million viewers for water break. Am I incorrect <laughs> about that? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely fake news, John. Mm. All right. Well, so I'm, I'm learning as we go. I just so, assumed. So someone, will, we, someone will crash their plane for, I don't know how many video, how many video views did that video video get? Actually, I didn't even, I should have checked, but let's mm-hmm. say, let's say you got 10 million views. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that means. Uh, 
$50,000, you know, paying for that many views. That's that's something well, that they, we need to it, figure out, like, how to crash cross politic or something. It's lucrative. <laughs> the, the ad, advertising on uh, on YouTube is lucrative. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. those ad spaces and, and those ads run. But he's getting free uh, advertising because people are just going to it. He's It just went viral. He, right, per, he the, pretended the plane uh, stalled out on him and he couldn't restart it. He's stuck. And so he bailed out with parachutes. So he bailed out. Yeah. And and SCA. Well, the the thing that is somewhat disturbing about that is that there uh you know, there's a lot of people who have various flying machines that they zoom around over our heads, over the public head. Um, and what's to stop other people from just bailing out of their ultralight or dropping off of their hang glider or uh yeah, helicopters. I mean, what? Why not? Can you imagine if, if if it's just about the views and and the fine is is manageable? Yeah. Um, then why wouldn't you not? It's not why would a commercial airline pilot not do that. Why yeah. not? Why not bail out? And, yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, I, I bet you know that's giving a lot. People's people are calculating that ROI watching this airplane fall and watching all these views happen there's an roi there and people are like what what could i do i I I could do that well i've got a pair of rollerblades i've got a skateboard that i would jump off of (laughs) how many views you think i would get if i if i took my skateboard down a hill oh my gosh i'm losing i leapt off of it and just let the skateboard just just go into into the water or something there's too Mm -hmm. many of those john there's only one guy who jumped out of airplane and crashed it on purpose to get youtube video use let me think about it yeah why are you thinking about it news that john brandy can trust this is probably what was driving this you this this uh youtuber guy okay somehow he's probably involved in this i i think um apparently researchers blew about a quarter of a billion dollars in taxpayer funding to get animals high on marijuana what so, kind of animals uh, oh, oh man, it's uh, it's monkeys. Um, it's all it's it's uh, all sorts of animals. But um, I think some pets, uh, some dogs. Um, yeah, I, actually, I'm gonna look up more, see what all the animals are. But I think it's monkeys and some pets and stuff like that. Monkeys, okay. But they. And it was how much? A quarter. Of a a million? quarter of a million. So you know, two two hundred fifty grand. Two hundred fifty million. Oh, 250, a quarter of a billion. Yes. 250 million. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gosh, what kind of. And apparently. It's been some good. Pot. They actually broke the law. The researchers weren't supposed to do everything that they did. Um, to get these There's animals. Laws? To get these There's animals laws high. about getting animals high. Or the research dollars. It says um, the blunt truth. <laughs> this is the spokes person for white coat waste project okay he's he's the, apparently some white coast waste project monitors government waste wasteful spending and he says yeah. the blunt truth is that tens of millions of dollars tax dollars are going up in smoke for half-baked marijuana and vaping experience on animals and nih you know that's fauci's nih funded it funded white coats are breaking federal law by not disclosing how much they're wasting to get animals wasted so the report <laughs> What was what they did wrong was they didn't report accurately what they're using the money for, um, but apparently using the money on uh, getting animals high was not wrong. But not telling 
the the their reporting wasn't good getting animals high that was the problem Mm -hmm. if they'd have just been upfront about it look we are we are doping monkeys and some cats maybe an aardvark or two uh we've got a couple of platypuses (laughs) maybe maybe a a penguin we bought it we bought a bong for our penguin uh we bought some vaping equipment for a ring-tailed lemur yep and and then they would have been in the clear but the problem was they just weren't honest about it that's right they didn't line item it out very good right uh you know i can just imagine you know (laughs) your your cat you know i think i think cats are like little people and some they got the personalities of people somehow and like but, but it's like the, it's like people. yeah it's like the, the the grouchy evil. grandma all like cats Michael Michael. yeah like murderous people like cats are like little murderous people <laughs> and so you know the cats are getting high yeah hey johnny yeah. <laughs> let's go get a bag well, of chips actually a cat <laughs> a cat would benefit from a few hits it would chill out <laughs> on a joint. Maybe right? its murderous it, tendencies would go away. Right. It would mellow them out. It would be less, you know, I was going to go and scratch up the drapes, but nah, <laughs> I'm just going to stay here and, <laughs> and chill out here and chill. Yeah. I'm gonna. <laughs> but there's, there's certain animals. Yeah. Like a dog dog doesn't really need, we don't need high dogs. We don't need dogs to get high. We don't need. They're already good uh, guys. Hamsters, yeah, hamster doesn't have to get high. Most most pets, you don't need to get them wasted. <laughs> All right, news that John Brandon can trust. This is probably the most egregious one. And again, this is real news. Um, More egregious than $250 million for dope for pets? <laughs> well, yes, yes, this one is. This one is. It's not okay. about the money. Um, uh, former Bush Cheney advisor, he said... He was interviewed this last week on MSNBC, which is why, um, anyways, uh, he said if talking about, he's talking about the Florida, uh, Disney fight that's going on. Mm -hmm. And he said, if Jesus Christ was alive today, he would be called a groomer. Wow. This was a former Bush Cheney advisor. Uh huh. And what's his logic for that? Um, he also said he'd be called woke, that Jesus would be called woke, and Jesus would be called a socialist. Um, so that's he, you know, that's mm-hmm. Matthew Dowd, former chief strategist of Bush Cheney 2004 campaign. Um, that's his logic is he's a liberal. That's that's his logic. His logic is he doesn't have any logic. Well, I've, I've heard the socialist angle before. I've mm-hmm. heard that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jesus was mm-hmm. a socialist. Jesus was mm-hmm. a communist. Mm-hmm. He was all about. Uh, he was all about government. You know, stepping in and doing the work so his logic is um because the florida bill is basically outlawing um talking about sex education with five six seven year olds you know uh, uh, mm-hmm. kindergarten to third grade just saying right. no just don't don't even talk about it in the classroom and and so this guy said um referring to basically matthew 10 13 to 16 is like you know uh, and, and they were bringing the children to him that he might touch right. them, and and the disciples rebuked Jesus. So that's his logic: is like, hey, hey, you're prohibiting the children coming to you when you won't talk to them about sex, and so you're 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 the disciples prohibiting the children. And Jesus would say, actually, come to me, 
And and so he's saying that Jesus is a groomer. Or be, would Jesus would be called a groomer. Wow. Well, you know, if I guess if you can if that's going to fly, then anything any reference that you want to make then to Jesus and children you can you can validate if if that's if that's how loosely we're going to uh, interpret that scripture, it's like well yeah Jesus was a groomer. Yeah. Well then any anything that we want to say about children, you know we can just apply that to Jesus. Um, yeah. Whatever whatever sort of ice of Jesus makes us happy, we just <laughs> that's good. We just say it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and that's that's liberalism. We're, we're right back where we started. Yeah. This this well, idea that everybody's got, everybody's opinion is equally valid. Everybody's interpretation of scripture. Unless is you're conservative. Valid. Unless you're conservative. Yeah. Well, unless you're conservative. But then, yeah. but even then they say, they say, well, we're, we're not against you. We would like for you to be, uh, we would like for unity to happen. We would like for compromise to happen. And right. so in order for us to be united, why don't you just why don't you just give up all of your conservative Christian values and get with the program? Well, notice what, what notice what he said here. He said if if Jesus Christ was alive today. If if Jesus was alive today, (laughs) if Jesus were alive today, (laughs) wouldn't that be amazing? (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? If in fact he was alive today. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole problem there. He's got a first Corinthians 15 problem there. Well, wow. How is it that he is qualified to even comment? Is it, was this a guy who had some sort of theological background or is no, he's a former a Bush random? Cheney. So what happens is, is a lot of these liberal MSNBC, what they like to do is they like to find um, washed out old conservative guard who are now having problem kind of with the new Trump guard, the new Trump kind of conservatism, um, where there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of energy in that movement. And the old conservative rhino guard uh, will happily come out and condemn the new conservative you know, energy, energetic movement. And so MSNBC happily trots out these these old guard, old guard guys who right. say who are happy to who who were at some they're rhinos. They already were they already were compromised back in two thousand four. They just weren't. They just played a better game back then. You know. Well, they're struggling to be, they're struggling to be relevant, and so that's they, right. They go on MSNBC, which has a viewership of what, a couple couple dozen. I don't know, maybe a hundred people. I think cross politics. Yeah. Water break definitely has. Hopefully, I think has more viewership than MSNBC. That's not fake news. I don't actually. That may not be fake news. It may may not be. We'll have to, what's the, we'll have to do the Nelson ratings. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, well, very good. Uh, Hope uh, folks, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, uh, Make sure views. You think I would get if I, if I got a monkey high, if I I put it, how about if I got on a skateboard with a monkey, with a monkey, gave the monkey a joint, Yep. and then jumped off the skateboard with the monkey and let the skateboard crash. That right? might get, that might get you a little attention. Is that going to be good for ten million yeah. views? Or maybe just the monkey with the joint on the skateboard? What if I what if I let a uh, if I jumped off the skateboard with the monkey and let the skateboard crash into Rudy Giuliani? How many views would that get me? You had a lot of views because because right. Rudy is a pretty popular guy. Done. <laughs> Done. You're doing it. Next time you yep. catch Rudy in public, make sure you have your skateboard with you. <laughs> hey, Rudy, come here. Stand right here on this X for a second. 
Oh, man. Hey, folks, make sure you uh, will see you in Arizona May 19th. Join the club. And then um, our Sunday special is going to be a fun one. All I'm going to say. But he can't tell you anything about it. This is all I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to be in when, Minneapolis on ooh, Friday and Saturday. Are you doing so for some stand-up? Where? I'm doing comedy at, at uh, Gutty's in Minneapolis. So if anybody's awesome. around there, you should come see me. You should make sure you text me those links before the show so I can actually put them in my show notes, man. All right, man. Yeah, don't don't forget to do that. Um, the Sunday special. All I'm going to say is um, what happens when um, you get James White and Jared Longshore in one room together? That's all I'm going to say. Until next time, love God and go fight, laugh, and feast. This is the water break.